1: I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio. The show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. We are back from Sun and Fun in the studio. Uh yeah, might be a little hungover in a good way. Uh, you know, jet fumes. A lot of them. What an event. We're going to check in with uh, Gene um, Conrad, you know, the big cheese there at Sun and Fun a little bit later on, get a recap of how the event went. Also, uh, I hope to connect with Dr. Bush, who's handling or help me uh, help, helping me out, get my third class medical, which was approved, as you heard on the show, uh, there at Sun and Fun. That's coming up. But, uh, you know, there was so much going on at Sun and Fun, we couldn't just cover it in the two shows that we did from the event. We have some overflow, and uh, we ran into some good friends like our our buddy Jimmy. Right, Uh, right, Dennis?
2: Yeah, Jimmy's got a lot of stuff going on right now. If anybody's watching the channel between his uh – Uh, the seven airplanes he picked up out in California, sight unseen, or, you know, maybe the Elvis jet. That's (laughs) right.
1: Yeah, he was, uh, you know, running into all kinds of people. It was hard to even get his attention, but we blocked out some time, ran into him at the media room, and I asked him, I said, what are you doing here, buddy?
3: Making poor financial decisions, and whenever you show up, just bring your wallet and, you know, make sure the wife stays happy, and then you can continue to spend money on silly things. Right,
1: right. Now, I saw the uh, video when you were still you know considering like could we fix up the elvis jet and make it fly again and i saw the video were you really like disappointed like oh man i really was hoping we could make this fly or did you kind of know that going in you think that ah, we're not going to be able to make this fly we'll have to have a plan b or c or d or whatever what do you think
3: i obviously i knew it was never going to fly yeah okay. but we still went through the math just for the shock and awe of right like it's six million dollars just to get it to where it might fly and that's before we get into all the you know faa ads and all that kind of stuff just insanity
1: right so you were you kind of knew going in that you'd have to turn it into something was the rv idea this rolling hotel kind of idea was that uh, in the back of your mind the whole time
3: it was Forefront. So yeah. the the spoiler alert to all this is I actually had to make the videos so that the viewers could follow my thought process that I had two months before I bought the jet. Got it. And so then knowing how we're paying for it with the, the memorabilia pieces and things like that knowing the RV and ultimately the Las Vegas thing, that piece still hasn't been worked out yet, but, you know, we'll get there eventually. I Yeah, I knew it was never going to fly again. and that the RV- See, you
1: fooled me because I was all prepared, like, hey, I'm going to do my check ride in the Elvis jet. I told Dennis this on the air a month ago, right? I don't think you'd want to even try to do a jet. Oh, well, I mean, one can dream. you got to set goals that you'll never achieve. At some, You know, that's at least how it works for me sometimes. But you know what I mean, Jimmy?
3: I love it, and it'll be the only $12,000 takeoff that right. you, you can have that's yeah. how much it's going to cost just to take that thing in the well, air that's right at
1: my credit limit so you know that's pretty much all i'd have been able to accomplish so it probably worked out for the best anyway but uh so you, you got it in the hangar i know i've seen that video and the wife looked at it and I, I didn't see the wife video yet but i heard it was uh she didn't flip out or anything or she actually accepted it and you're still together and everything right
3: I think it was a mixture of shock and uh, you know wh- okay. What can I do about it? Yeah, it's already done, and I know that the life insurance policy is paid up. so ah, no, right. Yes. yes.
1: Okay. So you, you got that, and uh, has the restoration already started? Or and and when you say you're going to keep it original, does that include uh, you know the original smells? Because I remember you were when you were in uh, New Mexico, you went in there like whoa, there was some. 40-year stank in there.
3: Yeah, it had a certain aroma. Right. Yes. It was a certain milieu, if you will. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, the interior is going to stay the same. The outside, we discovered that it's actually red and not like a pinkish salmon orange. Okay. Uh, We're going to paint it back to that bright red that it was back, you know, in the 60s or whenever it was painted last that color. Then... Who knows what it's going to look like We still right. haven't figured out any of those details yet
1: Yeah but I mean you got all those original electronics Are you going to keep it like retro like that too
3: We're keeping everything we can that, So that when somebody gets in there They think that they are in the airplane
1: Nice I like it. This is going to be huge Especially if you can bring it out here to Sun and Fun And ultimately uh, You're thinking that could be the case for 2024 If you can meet the timeline You think right
3: that's the goal. Twenty twenty four, sun and fun. Yeah.
1: Because you're just down the road from here, from Lakeland. So it's it, like it's what Plant City or something. Is that where you are? So uh, have you had anybody here in the Sun and Fun? Like, hey Jimmy, can I go uh, take a look? That kind of deal.
3: Oh yeah, people are always asking to
1: go right. out and tell them to go yeah. uh, take a hike or what do you do?
3: Well, yeah, I mean you but know. You need
1: c- to charge admission, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. What I do. right?
3: Exactly. Right. You should yeah. charge admission. I mean, in the video we put it up on those airplane jacks, and hey, it's a little sketchy right now. Yeah, yeah,
1: know. you got to get the insurance stuff covered, or yeah, or sign a waiver. Right there, yeah. you go waiver. waiver. That's that'd be way more efficient yeah, and uh, less liable for you guys. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's quite a thing you're doing now. Obviously, this is going to take a lot of time, and you're a pilot. I mean, you're like a super mechanic uh, pilot too. Uh, your guys, your gang. Your what was he? Who was the other guy? He was with uh, Grizzly? Was we ran into in the hangar earlier today? Yeah, so. he he seemed like a deer caught in the headlights today. It's Fun. He's just like I don't understand why everybody's talking to me.
3: Yeah, and, and if there was ever anyone born to do the job that he's doing right now, is to cut up the wings and the pieces of the jet that we're not going to use for the conversion. Yeah, that is he. He is just the happiest kid on the planet. He just
1: likes tearing crap up.
3: He just, yeah, and he doesn't get in trouble for it this time. Uh,
1: there you go. Uh, it's the ultimate kid uh, fantasy, right there. Yeah, but he, you know, he kind of has that Duck Dynasty look to him, uh, too. But when we saw him in the in the hangar, he just looked like he wasn't uh, prepared for the buzz that you're creating when you go out and uh, you know wander the aisles here at Sun and Fun because you're becoming a superstar, man. It is weird. Does it feel weird? You got to pinch yourself. Do you, you like it, or is it, you just don't understand it, or how how do you feel about that kind of notoriety you're getting from all this attention? Uh,
3: I am completely and totally blessed that I get to do this. I'm just so thankful that people find these videos entertaining enough to watch them enough that I then am able to do this every single day so that I'm going to ride this wave as long as it lasts. And if I can bring a smile to somebody's face and encourage them, uh, get more people into aviation, I mean, that's... That's where it's at. That's for me. Boy.
1: Well, you know, you come, you're come. you very genuine, and that's why we, uh, when we had you on the show, when we had a little chat with you, I was like, he's exactly like he is on YouTube, a uh, super nice guy, and you deserve all the attention and notoriety you get, and good luck with that Elvis jet, buddy. But keep flying, too, okay? Definitely. We got wings, and we got gas to burn. Good stuff. Uh, Jimmy from Jimmy's World. Check him out on YouTube. All right, so, uh, you know, Dennis was busy at Sun and Fun as well. And uh, while I was uh, getting my third class medical approved, he uh, jumped in a chamber there at the FAA building and, uh, you know, they took him up to altitude to see if he'd pass out. And unfortunately, I'm here to report he didn't because that would have been radio gold. You hear what I'm saying, Dennis?
2: Yeah, but I don't know how you would have recorded it, because, you know, they wouldn't let you in the chamber, because you still didn't have your medical.
1: Right, I was trying, uh, but they said, no, you have to have it before I actually let you in. So, it was probably good, because if you would have passed out and something went wrong, you know, at least there'd be one of us to carry on, Uh, but it... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it worked out fine for both of us regardless. You lived through it. Did you ever get to the point where they took you up to, what was it, like 28,000 feet in this chamber? Or what was it exactly?
2: Yeah, they, they reduced the oxygen concentration from the normal 21% down to 7%, which is about the equivalent of being at 28,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So when you walk into the door, they open the door, you hurry into the room, you sit down in your chair, and you're already starting to feel the effects of the lower oxygen. Right. And that's what the whole point of this, uh, this test was... So you could experience what your symptoms are like because they said that the symptoms you experience – will always be the same ones
1: and for you it was like what tunnel vision just tunnel felt...
2: vision starting to get dizzy and you could feel everything kind of closing in and like okay and within 30 seconds i was down to 60 percent oxygen they said get the
1: mask on well and, and now you know what it feels like so if exactly. it ever happens when you're in the airplane you'll react accordingly all right we're going to check in with gene conrad from sun and fun next on just plain radio Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message, and we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. To justplainradio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter.
0: You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. About
4: this time, someone is telling you to get on the plane. Get on the plane, get on the plane. I say, You, I'm getting in the plane.
0: Let Evil evil get on the plane. <laughs> I'll be in here with you folks in uniform. I be flying hot, yeah, I be flying hot, shawty, I be flying hot, yeah, I be flying hot, shawty, I be flyin' hot, yeah, it take long to get this fly, if you ain't up on my level, this is a don't reply,
1: bye, bye. This is Just Plane Radio, Gregor Copilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. Alright, we got the big, uh, big cheese from uh sun and fun with us gene conrad uh finally he had a, a chance to get a breath and we figured well why not let's 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 talk to him as he basks in the afterglow of a major aviation event that just pretty much went about as good as you can expect and you know i was predicting record numbers and i think that's uh come to fruition has it has it not there gene how you doing
4: yeah well we're good i don't even know what day it is yet but um <laughs> You know, I will say real quick, I enjoyed your lead-in music, so that got me pretty hyped for this uh, interview All <laughs> or right, talk well. today. But Good. you know, we had, we had a great we had a great show. Uh, we were safe. Weather was great. Other than obviously, we had to deal with the dust, um, but we had record numbers. We were up twenty percent across the board, whether it was attendance, you know, ticket sales, you know, aircraft operations. You know, very very fortunate this year. Great turnout. I think a lot of it you know, has to, you know, do with the fact we're not dealing with the pandemic so much anymore and people are just ready to be out and about and, right. and enjoy life and, and have a good time. So we we're very, very fortunate. A lot of things worked great for us this year. You know, obviously we had some hiccups and, th- you know, challenges as well, you know, but, you know, no one's perfect. But we're going to put in perfect effort to make sure we're, we're on point and ready to go for our 50th. Sunfun Aerospace Expo next year. Which well, is there a- you go. Yeah,
1: he, you you put out a video already this week. Uh, you know, kind of recapping uh, to everybody that participated, yep. and and you mentioned the fact that twenty, you know, it's twenty percent up. I kind of saw it coming too, when we were there on uh, on site. I was like, wow, it it is busy. Uh, and this was during the way, you know, during the week at the beginning of the event. And yep. if it's uh, busy then, and the weather looks good uh, through the weekend, I was like, man, it's going to be a madhouse. Over the weekend, and that's exactly what I saw. I got out of there probably just yeah. in the nick of time for that. God bless him and and everything like that. But we got our business taken care of. We did our shows, uh, but I was uh, thinking like, man, it's going to be such a great event. And uh, you know, we were, we did stick around. We saw the fireworks on uh, Wednesday night, and that was impressive as usual. And then Saturday's even bigger. It was even a bigger fireworks display on Saturday night, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, well, oh. Wednesday was more of a pyro musical, so we didn't do any fireworks on Wednesday, but Saturday we we literally blew you it up. You
2: lit up and the skies, that's for it, sure.
4: It was, it was awesome. I've seen a lot of great comments, lots of great pictures, you know, people with the time lapse or however they work their cameras to get those sweet pictures with all the fireworks going off, and it was phenomenal. But Saturday was probably one of our single biggest days ever. Um, we had well over 40,000 people here on the site, which, you know, I can I can, I can can accurately count that because we parked 12,000 cars plus our, you know, 5,000 exhibitors plus our 2,500 volunteers and all these free tickets we give out to sponsors and all that. Yeah. We definitely had at least 40,000 people here, but it was amazing and a great. And again, the, the, uh, the weather was perfect. And, you know, we have, you know, 2,500 volunteers that show up here and, and make us look good and do all the heavy lifting. You know, we plan and we do all these things all year. And, hey, we're going to do this and let's implement this. And then they show up and they executed a high level for us. We're just very fortunate to have them with us every single year.
1: Well, no doubt. And there were several new elements that you guys had brought to the event this year. The island was one. Uh, Dennis and I got over there and checked that out. I thought that layout of the island was really cool. Now, I didn't get to take advantage of it in the evening to see some of the entertainment. I wish I would have because I was like, wow, that was such a cool uh, area that the Bahamas was working with you to sponsor and provide some of the entertainment and movies and things. Uh, I, I just see that uh, area really blowing up big time for next year, you think?
4: Yeah, and that that, that area is specific to our flying guests. Whether you're home-built parking, camping, general aviation camping, parking, vintage camping, seabirds, sea I mean, it is for our flying guests. And, you know, the big thing this year is, number one, to get it implemented and get it out there so we can tweak and get it ready for the 50th. But to be able to have, you know, the, the island store out there, so people could buy tickets, they could buy camping, they could buy, we populated that store with everything you could think of. I don't know how many times we replenished, and we didn't know what we were going to sell, but how many times we replenished tents and sleeping bags and yeah. towels, you know. <laughs> and and I would tell you, too, you know, on Saturday, because we have the aerial, we probably had about 180-ish campers, general aviation campers, not the home built and all that, just the GAC guys um and you know last year at the same time we had about 111 so i think that was a big plus up for us i think there's a lot of great things again things we need to tweak but to have food and beverage out there you know um you know breakfast lunch and dinner you know every, every day um the entertainment in the evenings top gun on tuesday we had 100 people out there watching top gun which i thought there may be six and there was 100 right um you know the pilot welcome center was there tram stopped there with the island runners and all that again tweaks you know but it was great and just we are very very happy with the su- success of it and very happy that you know our our flying guests you know really you know you know like and you know like it and uh you know we're ready to bring it back next year as well and, and Well with some-
1: I'll tell you whether you are you flying in or just like uh, folks like Dennis and I who are camping out uh, and then we're just going in and uh, you know checking out all the new sites and some of the new elements like the island. I, I I will say this is kind of an odd thing maybe to point out, but when we went over there, uh, they were playing music. It was middle of the afternoon, wasn't much going on at the time. But I went over and I was like, "Golly, listen to the music coming out of the speakers here! It sounds amazing here." Yep. I mean, the sound was. Re- I went up to the sound guy there at the island. I said, "Dude, what are you guys running here? This sounds like." high fidelity audio and i was oh, like yeah. i was like oh, man I, w- I wish we were here for a band later because i was shocked and he goes and, oh and yeah it, we
4: had one on wednesday and saturday but we also you know with all the, with the sound system that was out there we piped in the air show you know the uh the announcers during the day as well so you know, our guests out there didn't have to go to the front line. They could right. sit back there. They could enjoy some food and beverage and some shade. Yeah. You know, with the uh, with the tent back there and and just listen to the air show as well. It's a great vantage point, great viewing.
1: Are you excited about next year? Are you going to take a break?
4: We're knee deep in it already. <laughs> I mean, I'm, we're we're having debriefs and meetings every single day. You know, people had to. Some people had to go home and take a break. The weekend after was my first day off in a month. Right. right. And that's just me and people. You know, people that work here and volunteers working harder than I. am but well-deserved time off but you know we're back into it because next year is our 50th and we need to celebrate our great organization and you know the fact that we're not for profit and all the things we do for 50 years and to make it this long and you know, get ready for our next 50. And I've already put out the request. We want one of every flying warbird out there today, you know, here for our 50th. We want to invite back all of our previous grand champion winners and have special programs and, you know, places for them to park together. So things like that. And again, you know, celebrate, you know, our organization being a volunteer organization, not for profit for 50 years and all of our volunteers and have a special pavilion for them next year. So we can celebrate our very, very fortunate success over all these years. So Lots of cool stuff. And, you know, please, you know, if anybody's got anybody tied in with the weather gods, give us some of this weather we had this year, next year as well, because it'll be a big year for us.
1: Well, there you go. I I love your enthusiasm. And uh, you you probably do need to take a break, Jane. But, (laughs) you know, hey, you do you. And uh, just keep at it, man, because you did a great job. And uh, congratulations to you and the staff there at Sun and Fun. FlySNF.org. Plan accordingly to make sure you're part of this major event next year and uh, join us. We'll be there. And we had so much fun this year. It's the place to be every year.
4: All right, Gene. Take care, buddy. Hey, y'all take care. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you soon, April 9th through the 14th, 2024. Next year is our 50th. So we'll see you there. Absolutely. More coming up on Just Plane Radio.
0: Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation
1: lifestyle.
0: you are now clear for takeoff with just plane radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle any
3: of you boys seen an aircraft carrier around here
1: This is just plain radio. Gregor, pilot that's me, along with Captain Dennis, we're your crew, uh, basking in the afterglow of sun and fun in Lakeland, Florida. Congrats once again to Gene and the gang there. Uh, they did a uh, just a bang up job uh, for the event and twenty percent increase. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be big. I, I don't know if I would have went as high as 20%, but that's good to hear. I think that's good for everybody when we see everybody coming out of the woodwork for these events. That just uh, makes things better for pilots around the world. Wouldn't you agree, Dennis?
2: Absolutely. I mean, we want to encourage people. And I I, I was very uh very happy to hear that they had record numbers of youth coming out, too, because, you know, you and I are kind of on one end of the spectrum of pilots. The young side, to, right. Yes, of course, right. But we need the even younger ones. Yes, and
1: we need some of those. So yeah. I'm
2: glad to see that they are still interested in coming out to seeing airplanes and learning about it. And, you know, I went through the career fair area, checked that out, and... I was amazed, you know, all of the opportunities there are for pilots. And, you know, that's something we just never saw before where airlines are actively recruiting and trying to get people to come on board. And there's just so many options. If anybody has an interest in aviation, now is the time.
1: It's also the place to network. And uh, a year ago, uh, Dennis was at Sun and Fun towards the end of the event, and you ran into Dr. Bush. And here we are a year later. And uh, Dr. Bush is on with us right now and uh, has helped me get my third class medical, which actually we ended up getting it approved at Sun and Fun this year. Dr. Bush, welcome. How you doing, buddy?
5: Glad to be here. It's been a while, but uh, t- nice talking to you guys again.
1: Yes. So that uh, chance meeting that you had with Dennis last year at Sun and Fun led you to me, which uh, I apologize for that. And he probably does as well. <laughs> But uh, but but you know, and it took a while, but we got it done. And th- I mean, that's that's how things work sometimes. And lo and behold, I mean, I, I just happened to walk into the FAA building for an update, and they said, uh, yeah, "Come back tomorrow." And then they got it done. I mean, is that was that the, the thing that happened with me to to actually finally get my approval? That's not normal, is it? Or what? What would you say, Doctor Bush?
5: Well, no, it's not, it's, it's not normal to have to go to Sun Fund and talk to an FAA doctor to get your medical. Right. Uh, but, I, but, but I would submit to you that we had worked on it quite a while. You had a known case. It was not difficult. Uh, it took the usual uh, FAA protocols and timings to get done, and you were probably just ready to hatch at the time you went to see the FAA man.
1: Yeah, that well. That's what
5: I'd say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and it was. You know, it was just a. You know, we were walking around the grounds, and I literally just went to Dennis. I said, "You know, the FAA building's over there. Why don't we just pop in there and let me just ask and just, I and mean, then nothing's going to happen. Uh, but let me just see right. if uh, you know they would even know what was going on and and lo and but behold, it worked. Was, yeah,
5: right. But your case was probably prime to get uh, adjudicated by them. You know, in their own way, anyway. Because mm-hmm. if you went where, if you had talked to the FAA guy six months ago, he would have said, "Greg, who?
1: Right." But this time, he actually said, "Oh wait, we know you."
5: And I'm like, (laughs) "And you eventually would have gotten it anyway." See, it's all about the timing with the Fed. They uh, they're a big organization. They deal with many, many thousands of airmen and and waivers packets and all that and it just takes a lot of time i mean i know to you it seemed like it shouldn't have taken almost a year yeah uh, but to me it's like well that was right on schedule
1: well exactly you know and uh, dr william bush is who we're talking to he's the uh, av doc 51 by the way if you want to google him and and use him but he he knows these guys uh, at the faa and that's why we went through him and he kind of helped me navigate through all the paperwork i had to submit to the faa and and it is kind of a A convoluted mess, to be honest with you. And if you don't have someone to lean on in that regard, uh, good luck, because it is hard to kind of navigate. But, you know, Dr. Bush made it quite easy to do. It just took a long, long time. And what was really kind of uh, uh, enlightening and uh, somewhat humorous to me is that after they said, uh, they said, come back the next day. Uh, for an update. I'm like, okay. And I didn't even really know what to think of that. But sure enough, I came back and said, okay, you're approved. Uh, call your, uh, call Dr. Bush. Tell him, uh, that we've approved you verbally and you can get, uh, get your third class medal. I'm like, wow. Well, okay. So sure enough, as soon as I left him, I called him. I get Dr. Bush on the phone, and while I'm talking to you, your phone rings. I hear it, and your assistant sits there and says, Hey, Dr. Bush, Dr. Carter from the FAA is on the line. I said, That's the guy. That's the guy. He said, Okay, Greg. (laughs) Let me me, uh, hang up with you. Let me talk to him, and I'll call you back. I I just thought that was so uh, I I don't know it just it was crazy I just couldn't believe it what was, was a going on sun and fun miracle exactly it was an it, yeah, aviation miracle yeah
5: but I thought it worked out great and that's the way it's supposed to although technically speaking it would have been nice if I got a call without you tickling the MS <laughs> right and that, that could have happened too
1: well exactly it could have. Uh, you know, and like I said, they were they were really nice at the uh, FAA building. So I mean, you know, yeah. and and they're backlogged. You know, I I got the word that you know they they're at record numbers of people trying to get medicals from all levels, from private pilot to commercial pilot, and you know, they're they're overwhelmed. I mean, I I heard a, a bit of that from them as well. So yeah, they're you know, doing the
5: best they can. Yeah, you know, they've got their guidelines. They've got their bureaucracies, mm-hmm. even within their own agency. And, you know, the other thing is they've got a lot of people wanting to be pilots these days with all the things you said earlier about the airlines. I mean, you know, we say that being able to fly an airplane is uh, is more of a it's, it's a privilege, not a right. right. So, but the point is, we've got people that are applying and some of them are way out there. They're not easy like your case. They're like difficult cases and they bog down the system. And Mm -hmm. so the FAA has to deal with each one of those applications. And a lot of those are not viable to get medicals, but they tie up the system
1: a little bit. Yeah. That's what I say. Well, yeah. And you know, the special issue once that I had to get was because I had an open heart surgery in 2016. I'm totally clear. Everything's good. And, you know, I had to go through some extra hoops and get some tests done and things like that as you would, but uh, you know, other things, and you said that's actually a fairly straightforward thing as long as you've recovered and you're fine. And, you know, and that's the case for me, but, but other people might have a little bit more of a serious issue or something they haven't totally recovered. From but still shouldn't keep them from flying, and that's what you can help them navigate through, or what?
5: Well, exactly. And the more, believe it or not, the more serious, the, the more difficult cases are not necessarily the worst uh, medical cases. The physiologic problems, the disease processes, the heart, the infections, the cancers, and all that, they're actually a category that's not as difficult as the mental health, drug, and alcohol. Mm. Uh, those categories are way more complicated and way more. Um, Ill-defined, as far as you know, the diagnosis and the the progress of those in the eyes of the FAA. So those cases are more difficult. They take way more time. Yeah. So where your case took an hour, your your case took a year. There's some of those cases that may take two, three years. Wow. Or they may never get a medical. Well, it depends on the history.
1: Right, so, and it depends on their particular situation. If something happened in their lives and they had an unfortunate incident with the law or, or, like you said, drinking or something like that, it could have been a fluke kind of thing and it might might have derailed their career altogether, but, you know, hopefully over time or if they talk to someone like you, you can help them navigate the process to try to get back on track. Is that it?
5: Well, exactly. And, and the other thing is there's a lot more of those cases going on now, too. Now, you and I are we are – we're, we're – I don't know how to say it, but we're not exactly spring chickens. What? Uh, Back in our day, (laughs) yeah, well, back in our day, I mean, people didn't get diagnosed with uh, ADHD and uh, Mm. anxiety and depression as often. Now they are, I mean, any kid that shoots a spitball (laughs) or is looking out the window or raising a little problem in the class, he gets diagnosed and gets a pill. In my day, we got paddled. Or we mm. got disciplined, or mm-hmm. our parents got called. You remember those days. I
1: right? do, very well.
5: Well, <laughs> well now all that gener- those generational people, they want to be pilots, and those are very complicated cases to the FAA because their mental health, ill-defined mm. prognosis, they tie up the system it bogs everything down that's what i think
1: yeah i've been called nuts for years but i've never taken any pills for it
5: <laughs> if you never took a pill for it i guess you didn't have it
1: right that's the story i'm going with and i'm sticking to it uh dr bush william bush is his name uh, the av doc av doc 51 look him up uh-huh. he'll take care of you too dr bush always a pleasure thanks for the update my friend
5: roger that call me and visit anytime
1: you got it we got more coming up on just plain radio
0: just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
5: How is it going with a plane?
0: We managed to help someone with it But in so doing The engines were damaged beyond repair You won't fly? I wish I had better news But we'll find a way to bring you home
1: This is Just plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. And, yes, I have a third-class medical now, thanks to Dr. Bush and the FAA. It only took uh, literally, what, 10 months? Is that what we figured? Right. Yeah.
2: It 10 out? months since you went in for your medical. But yeah. it's, you know, really we've been talking about it um, since Sun and Fun last year. So right. almost exactly a year from... That first chance meeting with Dr. Bush at his little seminar Mm -hmm. to now you're the proud owner of a third-class medical.
1: That's true. Now, I will say, when we uh, first started, I I was thinking it was going to take like two to four months. I was saying, worst case, six. Well, it took ten.
2: You can't even get your uh, aircraft registration renewed in two to four months right now.
1: I know. I was just just a little optimistic at the time. But, uh, yeah, I was getting a little frustrated. I'm not going to lie. I've said it on the air many times. But, uh, lo and behold, a little chance encounter with the FAA at Sun and Fun, and uh, I'm now good to go. So it's back to training. Here we go. Now, where do I go from here? I mean, uh, obviously, training is going to be... Uh, I'm going to hit the ground running and get back to my Sporty's uh, online class and, and get that finished off here in the next few weeks. That'll be the main focus. Uh, but, you know, Dennis has been talking about this quite a bit. Like, you know, the deal was, you know, let's get your special issuance, get your third-class medical, and get that done. And then, you know, a year from now, uh, you know, you could uh, convert to basic med is one option. It would be easy because you just have to – you know, check in with your family doctor or whatever, and make sure nothing's going wrong, and then you just convert to third class medical. And I was kind of thinking that would be the uh, way to go too. But after going through this process, you know, over the last uh, couple weeks, uh, and having a little chat with the FAA guy, talked to Doctor Bush some more about this, uh, they said, you know, you, of course, yeah, you could go and uh, you know downgrade to a third class medical next you year, know, to basic med or basic med. I mean, yeah. From your third class medical. Um, but, uh, you know, it might be worth considering to keep, uh, you know, keep that level as long as you can get into Dr. Bush or get an aviation doc uh, to sign off again. Because there are not really big caveats, but one scenario that was presented to me was that if you were to have an incident and you were to downgrade to basic med, you know, you're basically relying on your family doctor to sign off, say, yeah, he still can fly a plane and all that kind of stuff, which is perfectly normal and fine and everything. But if you were to have an incident and the FAA got involved and lawyers got involved, uh, he's, the, you know, they both kind of made the comment that, guess what? The lawyers are going to come after your family doctor for signing off if something happened to you and it had any kind of health element to it at all. Uh, and then they're going to go after them and try to sue everybody and and your brother, just like you know most lawyers do. However, if you were to stick with the third class medical, they said that guess what? They can't sue the FAA. So the lawyers would go, oh well, yeah, there's no money there, so they'll give up and go somewhere else, or
2: they'll or, chase a different ambulance.
1: Exactly. So I was like, hmm, I don't know, something to think about. I mean, I got a year to consider that uh, element. But uh, I don't know. What do you think about that, Dennis? I,
2: I think both are viable options. Uh, the uh-huh. FAA just published uh, the results of a con- congressionally mandatory- mandated study that looked at the safety rate of basic med versus third-class medical, and they found that there was no difference in the likelihood of a pilot to uh, experience medical incapacitation, whether they were basic med or third-class. Right. So I, I like the fact that we're hearing that the AMEs, the aviation medical doctors, they are busier than they ever have been, right. just with the increased demand in pilots wanting to become uh, pilots, having to get those exams. So maybe we, by going to basic med, you free up a slot at the AMEs to get the people that have to go to them for their second and third and first class medicals. Right. You know, that that's one consideration, but you're mm-hmm. right. There are also other considerations that you already now have a track record with Dr. Bush. So future exams will go a whole lot smoother because we've already been through the process. We have right. the exemption. Mm-hmm. And here you go. You
1: yeah. build that if relationship. A, exactly. If you have a relationship with your uh, aviation doc, it may make sense just to stick with it and then uh, go with that. You know, Like you said, uh, the scheduling issue is always a problem. So it can be a little bit more of a hassle if you don't have someone to go to and uh yeah, but these guys the aviation doctors are backlogged big time, so it is sometimes a little difficult to get a uh, uh get your your slot <laughs> you know get your your uh, position in line there you know for for uh, an appointment and that kind of thing so if you're having issues with that, you know obviously basic med, if you already have a great relationship with your family doctor as you should uh obviously that's a much easier way to go uh, I would think you think yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, like you said, you've got to have a good relationship with a family doctor that you can call up and make that appointment. Because if you're just trying to get established with a doctor to get this done, you may be looking at the same kind of weight to get into you know, that you would do an AME. Right. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Some of these doctors now, the specialists, you're, you're looking at six-month waits to go see, you know, anybody in a particular specialty. It was like cardiology or endocrinology or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. it's it the medical system is a mess, just like the FAA.
1: Well, exactly, uh, exactly true. But you know, if, if you're being a pilot, you know, I think most pilots are pretty. You know, they're they're staying up on that as much as they can. They have to, pretty much, right? So you yeah. you know, you should have a relationship at least with your family doctor, where you're seeing them once a year, getting your physicals, and all that kind of good stuff. Well, so,
2: and there's an advantage too. Uh, they say that your family doctor and your Ame should never meet. Think really? about that. You know, your family doctor knows what's going on with you and you, you take care of that and your AME doctor knows about your flying and you just tell him only things that are important with your flying and there you go.
1: Huh. Uh Okay. I'm I not guess.
2: saying that you I'm not saying that you don't tell your AME, but you know, there's things that are going on that you may be doing and whatnot that really don't matter for your flying. And so you well, know, having having two different doctors dealing with two separate things is actually sometimes a good good thing.
1: Well, I mean, thing is about Dr. Bush, I mean, he's definitely keyed in on what the FAA wants to know. You know, and like yeah. in my case, when I got the Don't specialization. Don't
2: share is also what they're saying.
1: Well, yeah, maybe. There could be a little bit of that, but mostly it's just, you know, they, they want this, this, and this, and they're very particular about, you know, like uh, with my cardiology issues, uh, you know, when I had the open-heart surgery, they said, okay, you got to get this type of uh you know stress test and you know and it's it's not as standard as you would think like you you could order a stress test through your doctor and guess what the FAA wants a different protocol or they want a very specific type of stress test whereas my family doctor he was ready to put me through a, a test that was way better And and actually, much more detailed and more state-of-the-art type of uh, test, which, I by by the way, I did, too. Uh, But but it was way beyond what the FAA wanted. And if I would have done that and not did the basic one that the FAA did, guess what? The FAA would have kicked it back and said, nope. We didn't. We don't want all this extra crap. <laughs> we don't even know what this new technology stuff they're using. Uh, we're not that uh, up to speed on that. We want what we told you to get, and if you don't get it, you're not getting your uh, special issuance. And that's where someone like you know Av Doc Fifty One, uh, Doctor Bush, uh, knows how particular they are about that kind of stuff, and can help you navigate through that because, yeah, it, it, it can be a big problem. I mean, even when mine was uh, supposedly going to be easy and streamlined, it took 10 months. Doesn't instill a lot of confidence in the whole system if you try to fly blind through that mess. You hear no, me?
2: But now we just need to get you we're over this hurdle. Yeah. Let's get your written done. Right, or at least get you know some more progress on it. You haven't done a lot lately, and yes, I've been checking on your homework. Yes, and I, you know, I know. You haven't turned anything new in, right. so we need to get working on that. And we will. We got to call Keith and see about getting an airplane.
1: That's right, flight like training professionals. Here we come. That's probably why we haven't heard from him. He knows I'm looking for him. On that note, <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Remember, there's no better high than teaching Greg to fly. <laughs>